If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-923-9018. 800-923-9018. That's 800-923-9018. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. One. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. the 12th of June, 2021. I'm Frederick Penny, your host with my co-host, Denise Dirks, and uh, Todd Kunin. We got Cal Hunter behind the uh, glass, our producer. Thank you for being here. We're having a great time. Hour number one was really fun, especially about the low-speed scooter chase. That was awesome. <laughs> um, if you are uh, listening to us and maybe some of the affiliates out there, which we appreciate and thank, there's so many wonderful affiliates that are carrying us. We're pushing the 100 mark, right, Cal? Getting close to the 100 mark. Almost there. Um, and we really appreciate it. But some of them sometimes will just air this for two hours. This is a three-hour show, 9 to noon Pacific time. We're live every Saturday with the occasional best of if we're all you know on vacation. Some uh, Well, Memorial situation. Day weekend, Memorial we were Day. off. Yeah, sure. something like that. Rightfully but, so. But in general, go to radiolawtalk.com, and there's a live button. Better than that, you call your radio station. Why are you only playing two of three hours of the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth? That's what you need to tell them. Or you need to tell them the following. You know what? They've got the best disclaimers music and the best disclaimers stuff on their website. And that, yes, this is our disclaimers music. And it allows you to go to sleep at night. I mean, and we're not going to charge you for this. You know, Strauss, our wonderful sponsor. Thank you for sponsoring this, Strauss. I'm going to throw your name out again. Strauss Naturals. But you know what? We don't charge for you to listen and read the war, the uh, disclaimers, you know? And that, that'll put you to sleep. Like it's putting Denise to sleep right now. She's rubbing her eyes. Which ne- never do this while you're driving and never have someone read them aloud to you while you're driving because they'll knock you out. Well, you'll be arrested too, I think, Cal. You'll probably have to do <laughs> the little sobriety test. And on point. your scooter, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, So anyway, long story short, email, email us. Uh, tell everybody to carry us for all three hours. and But listen live at radiolawtalk.com. Uh, remember, we're talking about general topics of law. Remember, this is not—we're uh, not giving you legal advice. Seek local counsel. Uh, let a local lawyer help you out. Um, look, we're going to talk about Avenatti this hour. He's in the news. We're going to talk, talk about Supreme Court weighing in on enhanced sentences. We have a former prosecutor here as a co-host. 
uh, Todd Cunin and a uh, individual that now has his own uh, uh, law practice that that's, that handles only criminal law. So he knows what's going on when it comes to this stuff. Denise, as I was looking at all our topics, it's almost they all, and, and Denise is a family law attorney, I would do personal injury. It, you know, it, it, it seems like everything is, is leaning toward Todd today, doesn't it? Doesn't that you see that? It does. It's all yes. criminal stuff today. And, and I can tell that because the things that are leaning toward me when we have a show that's like that, the collective look of fear in Fred, Denise, and Cal's eyes yes. on the uh, what is he going to say is, is much higher. So uh, I'll try to keep it tame. No, it's, it's going to be good. And then we're going to talk about Robert Durst. That is the most interesting. And we're going to give you a background about Robert Durst. Um, there's actually an HBO, I believe it was HBO story on Robert Durst that you've got to watch. But uh, this is a very interesting uh, man that's probably worth an estimated $100 million. That is allegations of murdering his wife and other individuals over the years. Um, and that's what his trial is about. Yeah, well, he admitted to, to murdering one and dismembering him. Yeah, and I think, well, I have to look, think back. And that, that was the, the guy that was back in some island. Didn't he go to well, some let, island? Let's, corre- let, let's correct that. It was Texas. He admitted to killing one person and right. dismembering, not murdering. Because oh, that's you had true. said murder. Murder that's is true. a crime legal definition. Not all killing of another is murder. And he was... Uh, he was Not, acquitted. He was acquitted in that yes, case. Yes, because he had it. Yes. Yes. But then the, wasn't he back on an island somewhere? No. I don't know. It, there's so much going on with this individual. But That but, was like uh, Giselle or whatever her name was. That was on the island, Epstein. Right? <laughs> uh, who knows? What's going, we got so many cases we talk about. I can't remember who's on Earth. And then we're going to get into a couple other things. A, a very interesting water polo player things. Maybe third hour we'll be getting into that. My son played water polo. My daughter was a really good swimmer. In fact, got a Division One scholarship to swim, and uh, but I am very well aware of water polo players and uh, the very interesting way that this game is played, and it is played dirty at times. You know, it's a tough sport. Well, the referees can't see underwater. Yeah, that's, that's why. exactly right. And not only that, you know what they used to do? These water polo players. You know, you have swimmers. You swim laps, right? Football right. players. When you're getting in shape, you you know you run into each other or you lift weights. These guys had to tread water. Yeah. In, and you think, oh, tread water, I can do that, holding up chairs. They hand them a chair. Wow. And they say, hold this chair, tread water. Five minutes, ten minutes. I mean, you talk about brutal. And you look at those water polo players, at least the guys that you look at, and they're, <laughs> they are some of the most ripped people. Like they're, 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 they're just in perfect shape. And uh, I ran into my son the other day and was talking to him, and his shirt was off, and I went, huh. What right. happened? Fred said, are you still, holding, <laughs> you still holding chairs up underwater? Yeah, he looked at me and he said, Dad, you want to pull your shirt up? Ah, uh, pass. No. So actually, he's actually in still pretty, he's in really good shape. But I was like, compared to his, yeah, these guys, used to look like. These guys say, I used to have six-pack abs. Well, now it's just the whole keg. That's <laughs> what I got. Uh, Even better. But what we're going to do is we're going to get into case or no case, Cal. So let's roll a case or no case. Okay, I think we can do sure. that. I think let's we might even have time? have time to get this started. Well, get started. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! All right. Nicole was a TV star, well-known among the younger demographic for her work on a famous reality show. Her character's name was Snooky, and she decided that Snooky was going to become her brand. So Nicole went to try and copyright the name Snooky so nobody else could use it. She wanted to get merchandise and all that stuff done. 
When she decided it was critical to protect her brand, she ran to a lawyer and asked, can I patent or copyright my nickname Snooky? The lawyer said, that could be tough. And she said, no, no, is this a case? I want to know. Is this a case or no case? Can I copyright Snooky? Denise, can she or can't she? Oh, I thought Todd was next. Oh, wait. Well, well, I don't know why she would think that. Only one person is gone and it wasn't her. <laughs> all right, Mr. Cunin, what say you? Case, oh, all right, case all right. Or no case? Oh, yes. Well, you know, I, I, I know the show you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some folks have gotten into legal trouble from that show. Mike, the situation, whatever his last name was, really? I think he got into some legal trouble, criminal trouble, I believe. But um, so the question here is, can Snooky copyright? I would think that she'd be looking more for trademark protection of the name as well. Well, that's maybe, what I said. Patent copyright. Patent I don't know copyright, trademark, the whole ball of wax. Mm-hmm. And I am going to say that the cat is out of the bag. And I think the lawyer says, no, you can't do it because that might have already come up. In the show, the show already has copyright protection for anything coming in the show. And I think that the lawyer is probably going to tell her, I'm sorry, the the studio beat you to the punch. So it's uh, and because of that, no case. Hmm. True scenario. Probably went and talked to everybody. But this is not a case. All right. Thank you, Todd. Denise, what say you about the case of Snooky wanting to copyright the name as a brand? No case. All right, Fred Penny. <laughs> Whoa. I, Cal's like, I'm worried about getting this thing in before the break. Not I, much I'm, I'm just a little concerned that we have a case or no case, and we out of New Jersey, we haven't even mentioned leopard print yet, but whatever. Well, yeah, that's that's on the car seats. Okay, Mr. Penny. <laughs> what's what's looking you? at you like, what? About huh? Snooky. All right, what, we got what, one minute to go. go. Yeah, got a minute. Uh, yeah. We got a minute to go, right, so yeah, I've yeah. got a minute, because it's going to be an easy minute. You know why it's an easy minute? Hmm. And I'm telling you, this is even before Todd and Denise said anything. I said, this is a scenario, but it's not a case. So we're all the same. So maybe Cal can get some points wow. if he snookers all of us. Wow. It's so interesting to watch yes. those great legal minds yes. just turning like that. It's really fascinating. All right, Cal. Let's uh, take us out, and then we'll come back uh, next uh, segment and find out whether or not Snooky is a real case or not. Okay. That's uh, as Radio Law Talk continues here. You'll find out the real answer to Snooky's goal to copyright her nickname. That's as we continue here on Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. There's much more coming right up, right here. This portion of Radio Law Talk is brought to you by Strauss Naturals. For more information, go to StraussNaturals.com. That's S-T-R-A-U-S-S, StraussNaturals.com. Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals Heart Drops over the past 20 years. Strauss Heart Drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that Heart Drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss Heart Drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. Strauss Heart Drops are safe and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. I've seen folks taking heart drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. These products may not be right for you. Always read 
and follow the label. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him, like, a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy, too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Boys are... When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You have it right now. it's time for more Radio Law Talk. Pay my fee. I'll take your case. Oh, that's dope. Commercials and other announcements. That's awesome, Cal. I love those little bumpers with the yeah, little baby bumpers. And we're going to talk about, think it's, uh, you know, we're talking about Snooky. She's about what, 4'11", is she about? 4'11"? She's tiny. So um, I didn't realize that she was that small until I looked. looked her up during the break. And I was like, wow, she's tiny. Well, she's small. You didn't have to look up very high, so... Yeah. She's only 4'11". Well, she so. just has a smartphone. He didn't go on a PC. Okay, got so it. So what's going on is all Must three be. of us said it's a scenario, Cal, but oh. not a case. Hmm. So what say you about all of us saying it is a scenario but 
not a case. Well, those of you who said it was not a case, that it's would all be all three of you. Oh, oh my heavens. You, you got us, Cal. Yep. Since appearing on Jersey Shore in 2009, Elizabeth Laval Palazzi, Snooky. I can see why she used Snooky. <laughs> has gained popularity, leading to a bunch of talk show appearances, web and TV series, participation in hosting large social media events. She earned $150,000 in Jersey Shore for each episode by the last season. How she was much? very popular, one hundred fifty dollars per. Wow. She also appeared as a guest hostess for WWE Raw in 2011 and competed at WrestleMania <laughs> that same year. 411 WrestleMania. And her record, well, you know, let's draw from those short people wrestling, you know, matches. Too. <laughs> <I don't> and <laughs> what, did, what did Cal just say? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. And, oh, and her request was a case, but not for long. As soon as the judge saw it, he said, Snooky is such a common nickname. I'm going to throw it out before I even hear the arguments. Wow. And so it was tossed. It was a real case. But was dismissed, and so your pal Cal, yay, gets points. Gets some points. So Snooky can use your name, but she can't trademark it. Exactly right. So wow. next hour, I'm going to take you to Arlington, Texas, where a cat infestation took over a school, and an employee did not like it. So we'll talk about that coming up next hour on Case or No Case. I see a little uh, on uh, on the internet. It says "smashed Snooky booked." Did you know if she was arrested for something? New York, yeah, New York Post. Yeah. Uh, let's see, New York hmm. Post, America's beloved pint-sized troublemaker. This is from the New York Post. Uh, oh, that's 2010. Wow, that was a while back. Uh, um, nobody cares about her anymore. She's all lot. She's yeah, out now. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we sure cared about it. You just did a case or no case. <laughs> well, well, you know, who knows? Okay, let's talk about. Speaking of who who cares about people, I who didn't doesn't care, care that much, honestly. Uh, Avenatti. Let's talk about Avenatti, right? Uh, talk about uh, nobody cares. This is the lawyer. This is the famous lawyer that uh, represented that that he and let's say Trump were not best friends. Let's put it that way. And he's the one that represented, uh, what's the lady's name? Come on, 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 guys. Uh, oh, it was the... Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Yes. And then he also represented a client that went against uh, Nike. And so he's being prosecuted for allegedly, because he's pled not guilty, uh, of trying to extort $25 million from uh, Nike. And I, I think it's going to be interesting to see if it, it was an extortion or he's just representing his client and trying to. Uh, well, actually, you know, actually, he, he has been tried and convicted, and convicted now. Oh, that's right, that's right. He convicted. was convicted of it's attempting the, to extort Nike it's by the other a jury ones. of his peers. Right. No, I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't make that error. But it's he's got some other pending actions going for for using some of his clients' uh, funds or allegedly using. Yeah, there 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 other actions uh, I believe include allegations that he had received settlement money but hadn't dispersed it to clients right. and then was using that to fund his own law office. Those are all allegations, and, and I think that has yet to be adjudicated. Stormy Daniels right. that L lent it to the clients and charged them interest of their own money. Yes. Remember the guy in the wheelchair? 
that he lent him some money and then charged him interest. Besides well, well here's the other one. It was apparently Stormy Daniels' book or something, some book That's deal right. that he was keeping. Money. These are all allegations, and they're going against him right now. Though he's got those, but I but I guess they haven't sentenced him yet for the Nike deal. And I guess the argument is they're trying to say he needs to. Uh, his attorneys uh, are asking for a short, you know, three month stint in prison. You know. Uh, oh, no, not three months, but like a six month uh, prison, and then he can do it out of out of his uh, house, right? Yeah, which is which is a Home far confinement. a far cry from what the federal sentencing guidelines are, which are eleven to fourteen years. Isn't that a little extreme? It, it is. It is very well. Listen, the federal guidelines. When you go to state court and there's a guideline, and then you can get probation and stuff. Oftentimes, you can get much lower sentences, but the federal courts they're real sticklers, uh, sticklers, sticklers on that. You would go back to the um, what is it? The folks that were trying to bribe their kids way into college by donating yeah. charities and right. stuff, and you know the government came in. They really wanted harsh penalties, and some of them got a year. Some of those folks got a year. Some got lower sentences. And and my thought here is. If somebody trying to grease the skids to get their kid into college gets a year in custody because of that sentencing, I don't see how Michael Avenatti, who has now found been found guilty of trying to extort Nike to the tune of, what was it, $25 million, um, after being convicted by a jury, should get six months. He's already got credit for three because he his bail was revoked. And the judge is saying, he's learned his lesson. Please let him out. And Not judge. I mean, his, his, his attorney, his attorneys are asking the judge to just sentence him to three to six months. That would be far below the federal guidelines. Yeah. And they're arguing that, you know, he's had a fall from grace. He was a very um, great attorney back there prominent, and very prominent, well-known, took on the hard cases and and did all this stuff. And so he because of all of now his failings, he has been shamed and he has learned his lesson. Yeah, and I think, don't forget, his partner sued him or brought allegations against him of, of uh, taking uh, money from him, uh, you know, what, what, taking money what, from them. One quick thing. It's one thing when your attorney says the fall from grace and the shaming. I would be curious to know if there's a sentencing memorandum where Avenatti himself has made those claims. Yeah, because if your attorney's saying it on behalf and you're not the one saying it, any judge is weary of, okay, I'll do this, and then you're in the news saying I was railroaded. It's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens. We'll come back and talk more uh, about uh, the Supreme Court limiting some enhanced sentence laws. we got that. The Supreme Court weighs in on that. And when Durst, we're going to talk about Durst. So you're saying it's a contrition thing with Avenatti? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Stay tuned. As Fred said, more Radio Law Talk is coming right up right here. And don't forget, you can hear our episodes, all of them. They're all posted on radiolawtalk.com. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. 
For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, again, that's 800-238-9182. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092-800-918-7092-800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Hi. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. So there's a thing called the Federal Armed Career Criminal Act. There's all these interesting acts. Uh, and that act is kind of, like we said, it's, it's Todd Kunin's show today. These are uh, criminal rules or laws c- concerning sentencing. So obviously in the 1980s, I believe it was a 1984 law is uh, what this was. It basically said, I'm going I'm, I'm to give a, and Todd's going to get in detail, but I'm going to go give you a round, uh, a round version of it and a simple version, is if you have so many convictions of violent felonies that there's a, you can enhance, I think it's three convictions, I don't know, uh, approximately, and uh, then what they can do, the courts can do, is enhance the final one because you have prior serious felonies. And that's generally what it is, right? Isn't that generally the law? Yeah. One of the, one of the common terms, if you've heard of the three strikes law, uh, if you have one or two or more serious or violent felonies, it'd be the state of California, and you pick up a third serious or violent felony, instead of getting whatever normally would be the charge or the punishment for that one crime without priors, which let's, let's say it was... Uh, Let's say you convicted of a felony and it had, say, a five-year, about a five-year sentencing range. Well, if, if that's a serious or violent felony, you had two prior serious or violent felonies. Now you're looking at 25 to life in the state of California if you commit that crime. It's the Career Criminal Act. And it, a lot of states have them, and they also have versions of that on the federal level. And this case that we're going to talk about actually came up as a result of a challenge to the sentencing law and some vague language that was in there calling for an enhanced penalty. On the federal level, this one was if you had three prior series of violent felonies, when you pick up the next one, you're looking at a 15-year minimum sentence. If uh, the three prior felonies in the new one had been what's called uh, violent felonies, and they defined the term a violent felony in a way that was a bit vague. And so it went before the court, and the court, now listen, 
oftentimes you hear about, well, the conservative side with the conservatives and the liberal side with the liberals, the left and the right. There's this division on the court. Well, this is one where it was a 5-4 decision and some traditionally conservative judges sided with the traditionally liberal judges to say, yeah, this is a problem with this law. And what they had a problem with was the fact that the definition of serious or violent felony didn't really specify between reckless acts and intentional acts. And the way it had been applied up to this point is that a felony could be serious or violent even if it was just reckless conduct. Now, here's the problem. And and the justice, I believe it was Elena Kagan, and I love the way she wrote this. She wrote the opinion for uh, the majority. And she said in there, look, sometimes you can uh, reckless conduct is different from other violent conduct because reckless conduct isn't aimed at a specific person. If I drive recklessly, for example, this was just Todd's example. If I drive my car recklessly and I plow into Denise's car that I wasn't intending to hit Denise. I was just engaged in a course of conduct where I didn't care and I could recklessly injure or harm somebody else. That is far different than if I get in my car and I see Denise driving and I gun it because I intentionally ram her car. That is violent conduct because it was intended to hurt Denise. And the court is saying, essentially, if it's the former, if it's reckless conduct, yeah, that is not subject to the the court has ruled that that is not subject to the 15 year sentencing enhancement. If it is intentional violent conduct, then it would be. And that was the big distinction that the court made. I know in, in some states they they solve this. For example, in the state of California, not only do they say these are our strike offenses if you're convicted of a serious or violent felony, but they also passed a different code section where it specifically lists out the code sections that are deemed to be violent felonies. So there's no guesswork as to whether or not this one qualifies or that one qualifies given the elements of the offense. They just went right in and specify, okay, this code section, penal code section 211, that's a, file, a serious or violent felony. This one, murder, that's a serious or violent felony, and they give the code sections. A lot more clarity could occur on the federal level if they did the same thing, but we'll see if the uh, if Congress makes that change in the law. But as it stands right now, if it's reckless conduct, doesn't qualify for the 15 year enhancement. Better you yeah. than me de- deal with those issues. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, just to me, it's like, huh? Hey, all right, let's do something else. <laughs> That's why his lawyers. It probably say, was one of the biggest cases that have come down in no, a long time. No, people don't realize you know, how big it is, yeah. Denise. You're right. It, it's huge, but boy, it almost is a snoozer. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's a it was a snoozer. It wasn't almost. Even I was the going. Todd, that's all interesting, well, I, but and I, it is. It's a major, major case coming down that's not getting a lot of press. Well, the big question here is now going to be how many people are serving sentences for fifteen with a 15-year mandatory minimum based upon the old interpretation of the law, and are they subject now to resentencing? So you could have some people, if that is the case, and I, I can't answer that I would specifically, say yes. but they could get some relief there being resentenced under the new law or under the way the court has interpreted the law. And so we'll have to take a look at that and see if this is going to result in some folks getting out of jail. Especially with the trend of trying to get more and more people out of prison that Donald Trump kind of started, that California's pushed to the max, and other states are as well, just to get people out for the sake of getting them out. That yeah. that, that could be. Look, the, the 
the uh, if you can't do the crime, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. Let's go ahead and put everybody in jail for any offense that they've committed mm-hmm. and all that. Um, you know, the, the fact is, I think that that has run its course from a jail population standpoint. I think that things need to be readdressed. But by the same token, I'm not saying let's just go ahead and, and run a, a an accounting calculation and, and release 15% regardless of what they've done, which sometimes gets reported. I think there's going to be a reduction in the uh, prison population and who goes to prison. But I do think that it needs to be, like, like I said, more than just an accounting function. They really need to look at the offenses of the people that are getting out and what's going on. And, and the recidivism rate. Right. Yes, exactly. And it's tough. It's a tough call for anyone to make. You know, the thing about recidivism rate, and this is, this is what is uh, we're taught by recidivism rate. We're talking about what is the rate at which people commit a crime? They get out and then commit another crime. And the hard part about that is it really comes down to how they define recidivism in terms of the length of time. So sometimes they come in and when you hear people talk about that, it's like, okay, how long are you talking about recidivism? Is it if they get out and they ever commit another crime again 10 years later? That's not what they're talking about. Usually they're talking about do they commit another crime within, and in one study that I saw, is it within three and a half or four years of the commission of the previous crime? And then they say, oh, the recidivism rate goes down. It's low. It's much, it's much better under this new law. Well, the problem is for three of those four years after he committed the first crime, he was incarcerated. And they count that as part of the recidivism time. So you really got to look at what time frame they're talking about when you judge recidivism, because they're not all using the same time frame. And does parole or probation violation count when you get when you do something like that and they haul you in for a parole violation, does that count as recidivism? And it depends on how the study is. If right. they re, if they do recidivism as being charged with a new crime and that's it, then it doesn't. If 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 Fred can't stay away, keep his attention span long enough to have an intelligent conversation, <laughs> then it does. I'm going to put him on so, parole here. Oh my gosh, it's the most <laughs> boring topic you've ever talked about. But guess what? It's important, but it is boring it's, as heck. It's public safety. It's critical. Uh, it is no. absolutely. I'd be curious if uh, I'd be curious anybody who follows us on Twitter or Facebook or anything. Shout us out if you think it was boring. Yeah, we'll but shout out. Tell us if it's boring. If you think uh, it's interesting, <laughs> shout it out. We'll do that. Uh, yeah. well, aren't there certain kinds of crimes that have higher recidivism rates than others? Uh, probably. Let's talk yeah. about Durst. That's more exciting. Wait, this <laughs> yes, is, yes, this is one time our show seller lied when he said Radio Law Talk. It's not as boring. As it's eight five five Law Radio eight five 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 two nine seven two three four. You can tweet us at Radio Law Talk or Instagram us. Uh, you know, we're, I this is what I've been waiting to talk about. And Cal, I know we we're running up on our time, but this is important. Robert Allen Durst is the one of the sons. There's two sons uh, of Seymour Durst. He's a very famous uh, real estate. Uh, you know. I'm going to say developer, not developer. I'm going to say, what is a big time real estate person? Yep. What do you want to call that word? Uh, but anyway, his, and by the way, uh, Douglas Durst, his brother, uh, or his son is actually doing really well and, uh, and is in charge of the Durst organization. And this Robert Allen Durst just kind of went off the deep end. Uh, he suspected of murdering, uh, his, uh, first wife, Kathleen McCormick Durst, uh, approximately 1982 is when she disappeared. Then he becomes friends with Susan Berman, a longtime friend who, by the way, who's killed in Los Angeles in 2000. So he's up for that murder because uh, they arrested him in 2015, and I know we got 30 seconds left. And then they find him 
uh, he agrees that find him he dismembered another individual uh, and agreed that and he was found not guilty for that uh, but now we're going to come back and talk about it in a few seconds about what's going on what's the latest with this trial we'll be right back Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quick, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quick, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. One eighty over one eleven, and I had a stroke. One forty-five over ninety-two, and then I had a heart attack. One fifty over ninety, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. 
an actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Can we stop now? Radio Lata. I like that show. Now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. Okay, we're talking about the Durst trial, and Cal, I want you to get ready to play that, that spot that we have on him. The most important thing, and I went over it this, this last segment ab- about the facts and of him being tried right now uh, for the um, uh, and these, uh, allegations of murder of Susan Berman, her, his friend, and the allegations are that she knew about the, quote, murder of his wife, back in the early years of 1982 that, that he had told her some stuff. And uh, their, their allegations are that, that he basically offed her because of that. Now, uh, the big issue is not that. The weirdest issue was he went on to HBO and got interviewed about this trial coming up and the potential murder trial of Susan Berman. And here's the... HBO guy interviewing him. Hang on. Walk to Resume oh, today yep. outside of New Orleans I can hear that, Cal. Just so Some you know. of the most potentially Hold damning on. evidence against him this time. So you're not ready for it? Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. So, 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 okay. Go ahead, my So, uh, what, what, what's going on is he's interviewed on HBO, and uh, and I think we kept it. And he he goes to the bathroom, and his mic is kept on. I don't know if it's the HBO guys that kept it on, but he had his mic on. And as he's going to the bathroom, um, and in fact, we should probably look it up. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, Cal, if, look, let's, do, let's set this up right. You can go to Radio Law Talk's um, YouTube channel. Type in, Go to YouTube and just type in Radio Law Talk. And you'll see you have it on there. We have put it on our YouTube channel on Radio Law Talk. And it's got the exact thing he's saying while in the bathroom taking a dump. You know, go on number two. You could say the word dump. <laughs> um, and what he's saying in between the shots. And I, wa- I want to I set that up. And then we're going to go into what the latest is. And here's what's going on. His trial starts March 2nd, 2020. Talk about the wrong time to start your trial. And then COVID hits. So they put the trial off, and it starts up May of 2021. He's sitting in jail for a year until he can finally get his trial. And the thing that's bizarre to me, and I understand, I understand this guy's got some weird things going on, but he's still innocent until proven guilty, right? What's he doing sitting in jail, Todd, Mr. Prosecutor, for a year? And what if he's found not guilty? What, he had to sit in jail for a year. That is true, but, you know, the Constitution— says specifically that people will not be subject to excessive bail. So clearly the Constitution allows for those who are accused of crimes that have yet to be found guilty to be incarcerated or held in custody 
pending their release on bail. And the court has determined that it's not excessive bail if it's in certain guidelines. And given the fact that he hasn't appealed and said, hey, you know, my bail is excessive. I'm in custody. I should be out. Right. Uh, he is apparently in custody, subject to release on a bail amount that is sufficient that the courts have said is appropriate. Apparently he's still so, in jail. Yeah. Did you find that cow that was on our YouTube? Okay, this is him in the bathroom. There it is. This is Listen. He said, there it is, you're caught. Right, of course. But you can't imagine. Arrest. Arrested, he says. What a strange sequence of events. He said, I don't know what's in the house. Oh, I want this. What a disaster, he said. He was right, he said. I was wrong. And the burping. I don't know what that means. Wait a minute. He's still going to talk. Having difficulty with the questions, he right. said. Correct. What the heck did I do, he said. Wow. This is the best part. Killed them all. Killed them all. Of course. That's what he said. So is that an indicator of mental illness, do you think, or a well, confession? As, as a criminal defense attorney, I am going to say that everything we just heard is easily explainable in a very non-malicious, non-nefarious way, simply by saying he is describing the effects and the suffering he is engaging in because of what he had eaten the night before. I knew I shouldn't have gone to Chipotle. I knew I shouldn't have <laughs> eaten Chipotle. those ribs. I knew I because you know, and, and if you look at it in that context, everything he says makes sense. Well, you're caught now. Except killed them all. Yeah, well, No. You but, heard you but, heard you heard the story about the about the bomb squad that was called the police were called to the Walmart and they went in <laughs> and they went in because somebody had come out and said a guy threatened to blow up the whole place and when they get there the guy <laughs> says no no what I said was I'm about to blow up this bathroom and it was because he had to go and he warned everybody you might want to get out <laughs> it had everything to do with what he was going to do on the toilet right. and nothing to do with an explosive. So his <laughs> argument is 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 he's kind of doing it facetiously. Yeah, right. I killed them all. Right. You know that. You know, kind of he's saying that to himself. Like I killed them all. Uh, no, that's like, what the guy. You know, that's luckily what guy, I got to the bathroom because if I'd done this in the interview room, I'd kill them all. <laughs> no, but that's interesting how he does how what he said and, and the stuff that he went through, and that's uh, I believe that's uh, HBO uh, courtesy of HBO. Well, don't you think if just if not this these are allegations, but if he had killed all three of these people. I mean, doesn't that uh, that's a signal of having some mental illness? Well, I, that's obvious. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it has to be right. Dismembering a guy, just I mean, okay, it was in yes. self defense, but but what they argued is everyone's like, well, he dismembered him. 
That's not a crime. I don't know that that's a crime. That was their argument is, yeah, there's in self-defense, the, but you dismembered them. That's, the, the body's already dead, right? I, I was yeah, lot. but that is a crime. I mean, in most states, hiding evidence is a crime. But, uh, yeah, I, think, I, mean, I don't remember the trial, but basically he was not guilty, and they found that just because he dismembered someone's body doesn't mean he's guilty. And I remember it was something to that effect. So he got off on that case, yeah. and that was another guy. But then this Berman that's killed in Los Angeles, uh, they're, they're going after him because they believe, again, that, that, that she knew too much about the disappearance of his wife. Uh, back in the days, you know, in the night, night, what, 92, 82 or something like that? Yes. Um, and so this is uh, what's happened here. The latest is they're trying to get this dang trial done, and they're, and now he's in the hospital. <laughs> and we don't know got, what happened to him. Yeah. We just know that he was not in his wheelchair and that he was down. That's all they know. Well, I think, I think we're making a mistake, and, and that is that we're trying to attribute – logical, sane behavior, and I think I said this last time, to someone who obviously is not sane. Uh, well, not, so, we don't say obviously because, guess, I hate to say this, Cal, but that's a defense. Innocent, innocent until proven guilty, well, right? Okay, from, but it's a defense. From, from right. an outsider's, in, right. you know, right. layman's perspective, yeah, perhaps he's just not mentally together, possibly. Right, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah, he might not be. And But this, the, the guy's estimated worth is $100 million, yep. and it just... It's just like crazy. And but yet, it's because he's an heir. It's not yes, because of what he right. has done. And apparently his family are just above board, just, you know, the pillar of society type people. I mean, I'm sure they're not perfect. But There's one in every family. There yes. is. I happen to have been the one in my family, unfortunately. <laughs> You're not a murderer. But but no, 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 no. But, no, but no. you do like cats, so that's the difference. Well, actually, you know, that's a family thing. Everybody does like cats. Uh, okay. So. All right. Well, we go on to El Chapo's wife. You know what, El Chapo, we're going to talk about... His wife, Emma, and I think this is his third or fourth wife, uh, she is uh, they pursuing uh, something against her for helping uh, her husband basically run uh, the cartel and or get away in an escape out of a Mexico jail that was, if you guys didn't read about this, not only bizarre, but amazing what he was able to do. So we'll be back right after this and talk about uh, very briefly this interesting issue what's going on with El Chapo's wife. While those really with it guards in Mexico are paying very close attention to what's going on. <laughs> like Fred said, there's a lot of good stuff coming up right here on Radio Law Talk, and you won't want to miss any of it, so stay tuned. We'll be back. Hold on. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. I'm going a quick quack car wash. Get my car wash, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to give my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash, 100 feet of cloth. Here's new Power Corrupts. 
And ultimate power corrupts ultimately. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's why they built in checks and balances to prevent any one group from seizing all power. And that's why our president is elected by a college of electors to protect the rights of little states like Delaware and Wyoming against giants like New York and California. After all, our country is a republic, the United States of America, not the United State. Our states are independent, sovereign powers who created the federal government, not the other way around. And that's why all power ultimately lies in we the people and the states, not a central dictatorship of cronies. Did you know that? Thank God for the U.S. Constitution. Find out more how our amazing Constitution and Bill of Rights protect us, the citizens, against power craves politicians in Washington. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. 